Welcome to Piano Rhapsody, an amateur's guide to classical piano. This is a podcast where you follow the musical journey of an amateur piano player who is striving to play advanced level works one day, specifically Gershwin's Rhapsody in Blue, which is where the podcast gets its name. Every week, we break down one of the pieces that I encounter along the road to this goal, ranging from the 18th century all the way up to modern day. We'll explore the history surrounding the work, examine the music within, and hopefully we all walk away a little more informed and appreciative of classical music. This is episode 18.4, the final episode in a series where we are sampling a selection of pieces from Felix Mendelssohn's collection called The Songs Without Words. Most of the songs were not given titles or subtitles, but today we're going to look at two of the songs that share the title of Venetian Boat Song. So keep your hands and arms inside the gondola, because we're going canaling today. Back in the 18th century, Jean-Jacques Rousseau wrote about the songs that gondoliers would sing as they paddled down the Venetian canals. These songs were inspired by the arias that were sung in the opera houses, but they were simpler and more accessible. These songs were gifted the title of barcarolles, derived from the Italian word barca, meaning boat. These barcarolles were passed around orally, like catchy earworms, and became well-known throughout Europe. These were the closest thing Venice had to pop music at this time. This tradition of passing songs around orally probably died with the advent of the radio. But I'd still like to imagine an alternate modern universe, where pop music is passed around by singing Uber drivers. The composers of these traditional barcarolles are mostly anonymous, which leads to some fun theories. One leading theory, and one that I choose to believe, is that the gondoliers were able to slip in the Venetian theaters for free via the canals, so they would hear these beautiful arias and make up songs that mimicked them, maybe because of poor memory, or perhaps intentionally. Remember, this was back before the days of records or YouTube, so if you wanted to hear a song again, you had to see it live. These gondoliers might have just been having a bit of fun, and thus, a genre was born. Charles Burney painted a picture of Venice in 1771, as he wrote, The people here at this season seem to begin to live only at midnight. Then the canals are crowded with gondolas and St. Mark's Square with company. The banks, too, of the canals are all peopled, and harmony prevails in every part. If two of the common people walk together arm in arm, they seem to converse in song. If there is company on the water, in a gondola, it is the same. A mere melody, unaccompanied with the second part, is not to be heard in the city. All the ballads in the streets are sung in duo. While the barcarolles from the 1700s were looked down upon as street music that mimicked the aristocratic music of the theaters, the 1800s gave the barcarolle artistic credibility. Popular composers like Felix Mendelssohn began to write music in the same vein, and elevated the genre to the nobility. Soon the songs that were composed by gondoliers listening outside of the theaters became music played 
within the very same theaters. It's the great circle of music. In today's episode, we're going to listen to two examples of a Mendelssohn Barcarolle. Mendelssohn's Songs Without Words were originally released across eight volumes, each containing six songs. The first selection for today is the closing number of volume number one. This is also one of the pieces that is used as hold music at my work, so if any of my coworkers are listening, this should sound very familiar to you. Musically speaking, barcarolles are described to have the feeling of a gondolier stroke and are typically written in 6-8 time, meaning we have 6 eighth notes per measure, which gives us a feeling of 1-2-3-4-5-6, time is one of the compound meters because it can be grouped by three. So it's effectively two groups of three beats per measure, 1-2-3 and 4-5-6. It's probably easier to appreciate if we just hear it. So let's listen to the opening of this Phoenician boat song. So we have our 6-8 meter and a left-handed accompaniment that resembles rocking back and forth. You may have noticed that Mendelssohn decided to use a minor key to set the mood. This barcarolle is written in the key of G minor. G minor, the key of uneasy discontent. Worry of the future, gnashing of teeth, concern over a failed plan, struggling with dislike and malcontent. The description's a bit dramatic, but I actually think it fits this time around. The left hand throughout this piece feels uneasy, which sets the piece on a rocky foundation. This song follows the typical form for a piece in this collection, a loose ternary form of ABA. The A section introduces the main theme, which is a falling melody that sounds a little bit sad. The short B section is a bit more erratic, with jumping up and down, suggesting a rocky boat or a stormy sea. And to round out the song, we have a brief return of the A section which is almost identical to the first part, but it throws in some glimmers from the upper register, giving some light to an otherwise dreary boat song. The song closes with two ringing tones from the right hand, maybe representing clock tolls for 2 a.m., on this late night boat ride. 
This is the sixth song from volume one of Mendelssohn's Songs Without Words, also known as Opus 19. The second song on today's lineup shares a lot in common with the one we just heard. Mendelssohn titles it Venetian Boat Song. It's also the sixth song from one of the volumes. It's written in the same meter of 6-8, and it's also in a minor key. This time around, we find ourselves in F-sharp minor. F-sharp minor, the key of gloomy, passionate resentment. Tearing at your hair and shirt discontentment, long periods of lamentation and crying, still capable of fighting this feeling. Very dramatic and angsty, which again seems to fit this piece pretty well today. We're two for two. This song opens and gives us an immediate sense of the meter. The one, two, three, four, five, six feel sets itself up right away. And then the main theme enters. After the main theme fades away, we enter a section where we have a rising, growing melody, capping off with the climax of the song. 
After this climactic material, Mendelssohn throws in an extended upper register trill for dramatic effect. And he gives us a faint echo from the A section melody. And then, similar to the song from last week, he repeats this section and gives us the climactic material once more. As if two climaxes weren't enough, instead of just calmly fading away in the closing section, he writes another mini-section of gradual build-up that caps off with another trill. And he repeats that as well. Then, after all of these highs and lows, he decides we've had enough, and he lets the ripples in the water fade away. This is the sixth song from Volume 2 of Mendelssohn's Songs Without Words, also known as Opus 30.
Well, that's a wrap on Felix Mendelssohn and his collection of lyricless songs. Hopefully you all enjoyed this foray into Romantic era music. I know it's where I prefer to be. In fact, I prefer it so much, why don't we stay here for another series? In two weeks, we'll switch gears a little bit from songs to etudes and dive into a collection from a returning friend, Mr. Friedrich Bergmuller, and his opus 109. You can find the standalone recordings of the pieces we discussed today directly in the podcast feed. Check out Piano Rhapsody on SoundCloud for all of the tracks heard on this podcast and more. You can find me on Twitter at Piano Rhapsody or email me at pianorhapsodypodcast at gmail.com. If you haven't already, the best way to support the podcast is to hit that subscribe button on your podcatcher and consider rating or reviewing. It's also the easiest way to never miss a new episode and it helps the podcast gain more visibility. Thank you as always for your time and your ears. And remember, the piano keys are black and white, but they sound like a million colors in your mind.